Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. 
Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the Raw Recap here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca. I just recently lost a 24-7 title, so I'm here to host the show. I thought I'd get on SmackDown, but unfortunately, I lost it out in the parking lot here at Collider. Joined, as always, by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling <laughs> Sheet over there, Ryan Satton. How are you, bro? I'm doing great. It's funny that you say that. I was uh, <laughs> I, I ha- one of the few... Uh, titles I have from my youth, like the little plastic ones, is still the old hardcore belt. Yeah. And I almost brought it in. I was going to have you, uh, Pin I was going to have you start the show without me and be like, where's Ryan? And I was going to run in with my hardcore title and hit you, but then I would have had to find a referee. And where do you find a referee that's available at 10 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. I don't know. The rest of you got, I'm sure there is that they go to the local bar. There's proud to be a referee, a wrestling referee there. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about from this raw. We're trying to condense it all here in this hour, this three hour raw fresh on the heels of money in the bank, which I finally got a chance to watch this morning. Woke up at 5am to watch the whole thing. It's crazy that you're able here. to do that. I, well, I only sleep five hours a night, so, I wake up and I'm ready to go. That was a fun pay-per-view. A couple of weird matches that I didn't 100% like, but overall, great stuff. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, right. The overall pay-per-view was awesome. Yes. I, I was the same way because I was uh, traveling from Berkeley back home while it was going on. Or mm-hmm. From Berkeley to, back to L.A. because my sister had a graduation this weekend. Uh, congrats, Congratulations. Danielle. Uh, my other sister has one today, so congrats, Morgan. Wow. But uh, they won't, neither of them are going to watch this. Are they so twins? No, no. Okay. They just have uh, to graduate. And they're very far apart in age. But one's okay. getting her master's. One graduated from Berkeley in her regular four-year nice. allotted time period. But anyways, uh, I, when I came home, I had to watch Game of Thrones. I'm right. sorry. I know I run a wrestling site, but it was like I didn't want to not be able to go on Twitter. I already had the Brock Lesnar stuff spoiled for me. Yeah. So, um, And I'd watched part of it at the airport. So I was like, I have to go home and watch Game of Thrones because right. that'll get spoiled for me so quickly. I watched that then i watched most of money in the bank at night the rest in the morning mm-hmm. but i also i really really enjoyed the pay-per-view i thought both money in the bank matches were really fun yeah. they weren't like long or anything like that but they were both really fun uh the title the WWE title match awesome yes. uh kofi kingston match was great yep uh kofi kingston kevin owens um i thought the bailey stuff was brilliant bailey the, stuff with, was uh, great. played out becky lynch match with Lacey evans was good played out exactly like we said yep. it was going to with charlotte and we just didn't, we didn't think the bailey thing was going to happen but right. we but we definitely expected the rest of it yeah yeah, and shout out to Charlotte for, once again, like, she's willing to be part of the storylines. Not a lot of wrestlers are willing to have those kind of moments at their expense. She has proven over and over again through this whole run over the last few months that Charlotte is willing to lose certain situations, to be possibly on top again and have it taken away from her by Bailey. That gives, a, you should give a lot of credit to Charlotte for being open and available to do those kinds of things. Because we've heard of other wrestlers who will go home when they're going to lose a match or don't want to go for a finish or don't want to drop a belt ironically bailey's partner so those kinds of things to hear uh, uh, charlotte kind of be part of it i was really appreciative of that i actually you know man charlotte like we said it the whole time during her feud with Mm -hmm. becky but she really has progressed oh yeah leaps and bounds like she's become so much better Mm -hmm. of a character and i don't care what people say they they talk so much crap on her or whatever but Mm -hmm. um I thought it was really smart the way they played up the whole Becky Lynch thing. I mean, yes, bummer that Becky Lynch is not Becky Two Belts anymore, right. but it had to end eventually. Yeah. And, and if you bought a shirt, you knew that was only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and at the end of the day, I think that you know Charlotte's whole cocky character has been playing so well. The fact that she came out and almost and pretty much goaded. Becky yes. into the match. Which we've never seen, I don't think, no, ever. No, because I was thinking, well, wouldn't they have a match rundown backstage? Like, yeah. wouldn't Becky know when the next match is? Right. And then the fact they were getting over on commentary, we're like, no, this isn't supposed to take place till later. Mm-hmm. Like, Charlotte is pushing her into it. Right. I thought that was really smart the way they did that. Yeah. Um, all around, I really yeah, I really enjoyed the pay-per-view. Yeah, th- there were uh, uh, those weird referee mistakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, it's weird because there was that one last night on Raw 2 where... Drake, uh, oh, Drake yeah. Wurtz, he didn't ring the bell before a match. Right, and so the right. whole match, I was like, well, this match doesn't even count. Yeah. We didn't even hear a bell before, yeah. you know, and so, uh, and what we'll do you think get to that. that. Do you think they're, well, we'll see. We'll get to was, it. Yeah. We'll get to that match. But I, that's what I was going to say. I yeah. wonder if it's a storyline. I'm yeah. not sure. We'll, maybe we'll discuss, we'll probably discuss during that match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good show. Yeah. I, I didn't really have a lot of complaints. I, I was pretty happy with it. Even the Brock Lesnar thing, I didn't hate like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny, I had posted this on Twitter, but I was in route. I was in transit yeah. when, when it happened. And I saw everyone freaking out oh, oh, on Twitter. And I was like, why do I love this idea? Mm. I love the idea of Brock Lesnar as money in the bank yeah. holder. And, and then I remembered that, you know, when I left TMZ and I, I, I had sent a writing sample to WWE with a bunch of different 
uh, uh, storylines. The one that I wrote was for Brock Lesnar. One of the ones I wrote was Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Mm. And I kicked it off with literally the exact same thing happening, different participants, obviously. Right. But where someone got injured before Money in the Bank, like the, the day of the pay-per-view, uh, and Brock Lesnar shows up, just walks yeah. down, beats everyone up, and takes the, the, the briefcase. So I was like, oh, that's why, because I thought of an idea similar to that a few years ago. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's why I don't hate it. But I really didn't hate it. And honestly, yeah. we're, we'll talk about it now, but... Um, yeah. You know, the the opening of Raw, I feel like it's a perfect example of why we sh- no one, people should not have been as angry as they were about Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank. Were you angry yeah. about Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank? I, I don't know if, if I was angry necessarily. I, I went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think more than anything else, I said that makes sense for two reasons. One, the WWE knows Brock Lesnar brings in money. And Paul Heyman says that in this opening promo. He's the box office king. And two, this allows the fans now to feel Brock is a shark in the water. That's where, how I feel Whereas with it. before he was a gorilla in the jungle now he's a shark in the water and at any point he could strike or an alligator if you want to use that analogy at any point he could strike and destroy the champion and take that belt and it allows him to go do ufc stuff if he wants to do ufc stuff and still be part of the wwe in some form and fashion and the fans don't have to get mad that he is holding the belt hostage and i think just it just fits all of what they're trying to do you have that fox deal i mean it's about to debut you have the wild card thing a lot of things come into play that brock is on your main show wants to debuts on Fox. So to me, it makes sense all around. And I understand, but I understand fans' anger. I totally understand fans' anger because these are people who see Lesnar as a part-timer. And they don't like to see this guy get more and more opportunities when some great wrestlers in this MITB match could have gotten a shine having that a briefcase. Ali would have been great. Andrade would have been great. Ricochet would have been great. But I think they're still building. So giving it to Brock is kind of a nice placeholder for now. And maybe next year, somebody from this particular MITV match wins that thing and takes it home. I also think some of the other frustration comes from the fact that like these guys killed themselves for 20 minutes right, or whatever. Exactly. And Lesnar just walks into the match, of climbs up the ladder. To and be takes- fresh. Of all people <laughs> Like he didn't even have to come in and do a suplex. He literally just walked in, uh, like pushed the ladder, pushed Ali (laughs) off, and then took it and was like, "Yeah!" Uh, Which I, to me, I thought was hilarious. But I can see the frustration there as well. But to be, you know, the other thing that you said, what you know, with part of the frustration of some of these other guys that could have done more for, you know, when I look at it, I just, I honestly, when I was thinking of who could win this match, I really felt like none of them were really there yet in yeah. a way like or were beyond it mm-hmm. so like you know ali andrade ricochet they're also new on the main roster right, right. Like, you know they they haven't done enough yet they haven't won enough titles yet i don't know if i feel like any of those three are on the level of okay. already yeah. to be wwe champion or universal champion well the question is do you think this would have changed if Strowman hadn't gotten injured do you think they would have still gone through i don't know if this? he is injured i think it was a st- i think this really? was i don't think he i don't you know don't Strowman's actually injured you think he's just who out? said he's injured well i thought that's why he got uh, he was removed from the and they had Sami Zayn beat him i thought he had an injury in his on his arm which is what jay and i were talking about that last week we thought he had a real injury in Not his arm which is why they covered it i mean okay. he wrestled still last night too he did he well yeah yeah, yeah, he did. Short, but he still yeah, wrestled. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I don't think I don't think okay. it had anything to do with Strowman. So it was a storyline situation. Oh, I think it was always going to be Lesnar who wow, won the money. Wow. I don't think it was like a last minute okay. change or anything like that. All right. Um, no, I, I don't. Okay. I also feel like Drew McIntyre beyond yeah. Money in the Bank. He I doesn't agree. need it to win. He, if anything, it would lessen his first. WWE Championship mm-hmm. reign or Universal Championship reign if he has to do it in cheap fashion. Like, Drew right. McIntyre has been such a dominant force. I don't know if he needs the cheap yeah. in like that. Um, who else was in the match? I'm trying to think who, who else I'm leaving oh, out. Orton. Oh, Finn. Finn's Finn. been a continental champion. Yeah, yeah. You know, Orton's been there. Yeah. Orton is a past. He's already won Money yeah, in the yeah, Bank. Yeah. He's yeah. a multi-time champion. I, I, I don't know if he really needed it. I actually loved his role in the Money in the Bank match. Oh, he was great. He was great in that match. Yeah. The stuff he did, I, I, I was a big fan of. So, yeah, I... I thought the Brock Lesnar thing really did make the most mm-hmm. sense. And Boombox Brock is my new favorite thing. Oh, please. Him coming out with that thing like this. <laughs> That's how Raw starts. He comes down to the ring. Heyman does his thing. Hey, well, remember Paul Heyman comes out, does incredible promo, as always. Uh, and then uh, Rollins interrupts, comes before, down to wait, the ring. Before sure, you even sure. get to Rollins, just the image of Brock, first the Boombox Yeah, thing, yeah. And then where he was standing in the ring while Heyman was talking, and he was just swinging the the, the, the briefcase <laughs> like the happy little kid going with his dad to like bring your son to work day with his mm-hmm. lunch pail as a briefcase cracked me but i was like oh look how happy brock looks yeah, yeah. we never see happy go lucky brock lesnar with his little who would have ever known 
that besides hunting magazines, yeah. handing Brock an adult briefcase makes him happy. Yeah, it does. And it makes him more of a heel. People booed him like crazy. And he basically, by smiling and doing the boombox thing, he is shoving his finger in your nose. Like, just going, yeah, you like that? You like that? So it's a bully who knows you can kick your ass and enjoys the fact that he can kick your ass. And he's just swinging it around and having a good time. And, and uh, the Brass Monkey tweet that I put out last oh, night, yeah. did not expect it to get so much love. <laughs> I think he got like 10,000 likes now. Wow. I was like, oh my God. That's incredible. That's a good one. Yikes. Uh, so it looked like he was listening to Brass Monkey. He even like points at it when the part comes in. It's great. Certainly possible. Uh, but then uh, Rollins, as we said, comes in, interrupts, says he wants to fight him right now. Then Paul stops him and says, and well, interesting, Paul brings up his girlfriend. So I guess we're talking about that now, surprising. Rollins. I thought that was surprising as well. Right. Becky Lynch and Rollins dating. Uh, Heyman uses that reference. Rollins looked legitimately pissed. Uh, Lesnar steps in front, and then uh, Heyman says it might be time for a new day. And then, boom, Kofi's music. Kids. He comes down. They uh, kind of playfully uh, have a conversation about possibly having a challenge that night. And then Lesnar walks out uh, with Heyman saying, the beast is yet to come, which I thought was a nice little play on words. Uh, I also and then like gone. that. Yeah. My girlfriend didn't. She like shook her. She was like, no. Is a dad no. joke? Is come a dad on. Joke. Come on. I was like, I thought it was good. I laughed at beast. I, I like beast I like is yet, beast to come. Is yet to come. Uh, you know, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> I laughed last night while watching this because I was thinking, it's crazy how we've gone from... No world champion yeah. on Raw to two. Yeah. Like now, like it's kind of silly. And Brock Lesnar's there now, so right. it's like we got everything now. Um, and I'm assuming there's a reason for that. I'm assuming they want to bump up the ratings. Like, yeah. oh, here's Brock. He's here. Not only is Brock here, but you got two world champions yeah. on the show. My only problem with it is I do feel like having two world champions on the show every week does diminish mm-hmm. their value. Like, who is? Right. The top dog on this show. Is right. it the Universal Champion? Is it the WWE Champion? If you're both going to be on the show, who am I supposed to be like, that's our guy? Yeah, well, I mean, it takes some time. Right? They're both faces, so eventually one of them is going to lose it to a heel, so then it'll balance back out. But for now, they're enjoying the wild card thing. <laughs> and people are going to hate me for Uh-oh. this. Wait, is Brock wrestling at Super Showdown yet? I Yeah, I heard he is. Is it not official, though? I don't know if it is. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, as you can talk you pull about that up? Yeah. I wasn't sure, because I've been traveling in various things. I The Super Showdown announcements were kind of passing. Someone went up at, like, 3 in the morning. Um, is okay. it Brock versus... Uh, Goldberg yeah. versus Undertaker, for God's sake. Oh, God. Sake. Reigns versus Shane McMahon. That's weird. Triple H versus Randy Orton. Finn Balor versus Andrade. Strowman versus Lashley. Okay, so they an announcement. And a 50-man battle royal. Uh, they're predicting Seth Rollins versus Lesnar for the I, Universal Championship and I, Kofi I, versus Kevin Owens. My hope of hopes yeah. is that he Coming doesn't up, cash he, in the money in the bank for his title. Like, like mm-hmm. I hope that next week, I think it maybe was teased at the end that he's going to say who he's going to cash it in against mm-hmm. or something like that. Is that what they said at the end of the yeah, show? Yeah, he's going to cash it in when he's ready. I hope that somehow Brock just gets a title shot at Super Showdown uh-huh. without having to use his money in the bank contract because uh-huh. I don't want them just to get. I hate that they're, they've gotten they keep getting rid of both the money mm-hmm. in the bank so fast. Mm-hmm. It's fun having the money in the bank out there in the universe waiting for someone like you said, like the shark mm-hmm. who's going to strike. Um, I think you can argue that what they've done with Alexa and with Bailey worked, but having Lesnar hold Bailey it for more a than while. Alexa. Okay, fair. Uh, and I don't know. I just. I, I, I like the allure of the money in the bank being out there, yeah, you know, too. in the ether. It's and one of so, the fun things. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was really hoping that what they were going to do is, is and this, is, I, I was hoping that they were going to hold off mm-hmm. on, on Brock versus Seth or whatever. Hold off on Brock cashing it in before yeah. for Super Showdown. And instead... Having him wait until the premiere on on SmackDown because yeah. if you uh, SmackDown on Fox mm-hmm. because if you want like a big thing to happen on the show and if you want to solidify that SmackDown is the A show, yeah. Brock making his return to that show on the debut and winning the WWE Championship again for the first time in forever would be a big deal. Yeah, that would be a huge deal. That would get tons of pickup and it would solidify. Oh, Brock's on this show now. This is the A show. Brock's yeah. their number one player. Brock, yeah. Roman, they're both on here. Yeah. Finn, they're here. This is the A show, you yeah. know? And then you can do a Brock versus Kofi feud for a little while. I, I think that's great. I also, it seems like we're heading that way. It wouldn't surprise me if he cashes in against mm. Kofi, then beats Seth, and they 
and they unify the titles again. That's certainly possible. I that think seems that's, like a possibility. I think once that's the Fox more thing in play happens. than anything else. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think. And that's in order for that to happen, you got to wait a while. Like yeah, you you ha- he has to. Ca- he has to wait till you have to wait for the Fox on uh, Fox deal kicks a, in in October. October, right? Yeah. So Oof. I mean, I don't know. I hope they don't do it yet, but I, I did like all of this. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was entertaining. Me too. I enjoyed it as well. I mean, it's great to have Lesnar back in the mix. It's always fun with Heyman and the promos, so that was cool as well. Uh, we move on. We had uh, Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley in the back having their little. Uh, conversation back and forth thinking the other should uh, should uh, uh, kind of soften up Strowman for the other one but it ends up being Sammy coming out with his ribs being injured because he was hung up like a crucifix uh, upside down crucifix rather uh, by uh, Lesnar I don't know how he did that uh, which was really unsettling and then he goes in there and Strowman absolutely demolishes him uh, in in short order um, so I don't know you, yeah maybe he's not injured but it was an interesting thing, decision to make him to make it so quick of a loss uh, and I get it he is injured but uh, or Zane is rather so it was interesting. Yeah, the difference between Sami Zayn on Raw and SmackDown is ridiculous. Yes, right now. agree. The booking is so different. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, please just take him off Raw and put him on SmackDown because I hate just seeing him lose yeah. uh, to Strowman like this. It makes no sense, uh, especially without a promo. Yeah, it just I, it it's like you build him up just to quickly beat him back down, yeah. and that's like the definition of the fifty fifty booking there. Like he's yeah. looking strong on SmackDown, but so weak everywhere else. Um, but also, the same I get it that he was like supposedly beat up intensely yeah. the night before. It's the same thing with Ricochet in the match later. But like, um, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it was mm-hmm. really pointless. Like you literally could have had Braun Strowman do that, yeah, to anybody. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah, I agree. And you know, what do you get here? Uh, from you really undercut what Sammy's trying to do with the promos and everything like that, and by having him get destroyed constantly by Strowman, it doesn't help. And yeah, you can say he got his revenge. Strowman did, but reve- it was revenge three people one. against yeah, 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 Sammy yeah. Zayn. There was three, and people then he got him. hung by Lesnar. Yeah. So I think he got his due. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how they're going to go forward with this, and I don't know how it serves Strowman at all. It doesn't give him some TV time. Yeah, that, that's what the thing is. Like yeah. it really doesn't. This this whole thing is not serving either of them well. Right. Right. Uh, the Lucha House Party comes out. Lars Sullivan was going to get an interview, was going to do an interview. Then the Lucha House Party comes out. It's a whole thing. They want revenge for what happened at WrestleMania. Or, oh, no. yeah, to Money in yeah. the Bank, rather. Uh, and uh, they initially get the jump on Lars for a little bit, and then Lars absolutely destroys all of them. And we go through this whole rigmarole again. I think they're really making a mistake here with Lars and this, the Lucha Haas party thing. We get that he can destroy them. There's nothing new being done here. Kof, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, the dancing guy. What's his name? No with way, Carmella. Jose. With Carmella. Uh, R-Truth. R-Truth coming back over and over again. Sorry. Made sense. But this doesn't make, because R-Truth is, is the Don Quixote of SmackDown. He will keep coming back over and over again to get that windmill. But Lucha's, the Lucha House Party doing this, you're just denigrating them more and more and more. And I just don't think it helps. Yeah, I don't know if it helps or anyone helps either. You know, I either. think that Lars... You'd think that Lars should be shooting up, shooting higher yeah. on who he wants to view, that he wouldn't care about yeah. Lucha House Party, but I guess they're kind of making themselves concerned with him now is what yeah. we we're supposed to get from that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I think this is necessarily the best use of either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked what they've been doing with Lars. Yeah, um, me too. And yeah, I don't, I mean... The only thing I can think is that, like, because of the racially insensitive things that he was outed for saying back in the day, that he's now apologized for, and that he's now taking sensitivity classes for, and he's been fined $100,000 for, um, my only thing is they're like, hey, look it, he's working with uh, yeah, he's working with oh, wrestlers Latino, of color. Yeah, like he's, okay. he's working with ethnic, re- That's wrestling, true. you know, like ethnic wrestlers to show that like they are willing to work with him. That he's not the bad person that everyone thinks he is. That's like the only thing I can think of why they made yeah, him against three But he's three still Mexican destroying dudes. these people of color. So well, but it only got, reinforces his, his stereotype hey, points of view. <laughs> Kalisto bloodied him up at he Money did. in the Bank, though. He did. I like that. Yeah, Shoot elbow, boom, <laughs> right in the head. Are you like this for your tweets? <laughs> uh, I would like to. Not even tweets. It was message. Board board message posts board from posts. trolling young yeah. dude whatever not good they're all but it's not a good thing he should have done yeah so. yeah yeah agreed uh, yeah but i think you make a good point maybe they're putting him with this to see where he can go with it but large before but, it was all singles guys and yeah. it was you know it seemed that they were going like the legends route yeah they had the r-truth thing and then all of a sudden they dropped like you would think mm-hmm. how did he not instantly go into a feud with matt hardy right like how was that not instantly the idea of like well yeah. He took Jeff out of action, quote yeah. unquote. 
why would we instantly go to a Matt Hardy thing? And I think that maybe is where Matt Hardy's frustration led us on tweet something that seemed he was a little frustrated mm-hmm. over the weekend. And then, and then Revy tagged AEW, mm-hmm. something about AEW. Oh, oh, oh. And then, like, 10 minutes later, she deleted it and just t- tweeted LOL. So I'm guessing that someone told her to take it down. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move on. Ricochet and Cesaro, what a great match between these guys. What great chemistry. You were excited that Cesaro has new theme music that doesn't suck. But this was a fantastic match. Yes, Ricochet takes another L. who has been taking a little more L's recently than before. But this was an incredible match, and they have great chemistry. And you forget how that Cesaro is like this ageless wonder. He's still wrestling as well now. Now, you can argue better than he was 10 years ago. He looks exactly the same. It's mind-blowing, except for missing a tooth or two. But I like this I like this pairing. I hope this continues. You know, I like the way they're using Cesaro as a singles guy on Raw right mm-hmm. now. I would love for it to continue. Um, you know, from Rey Mysterio to, to Ricochet, where he's like the base yeah. for these small cruiserweight dudes or just guys who wrestle that style. It's a great way of using Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he has so much experience doing that already. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the indies and, and, and now. So I, I, I love the way they're using them. This theme song was, you know, it wasn't like it was a uh, flames as the kids say, uh, I don't know if fire slaps fire. necessarily, <laughs> but it was much better than that crappy, uh, yeah. one. That Scott Steiner one. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was much better than some of the other ones he's had. So yeah, I, I, I was happy with it. I also liked the new effects, the whole green mm-hmm. and the very yeah. Seamus like, you know, they tried to kind of keep that vibe for, for Cesaro still. So, yeah. so I liked it. I liked the way they're using him. Um, and also, uh, you know, the Sami Zayn thing was 45 seconds that match or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So playing off of the injuries thing didn't quite work there, in my opinion, of no, the whole being yeah. hung up. But here I thought they played it up much better. I mean, yes. we saw Ricochet almost kill himself in the match. I mean, that part in the Money in the Bank match when he got thrown over the top rope, and then landed through the ladder was insane. Yes. Similar, not the most insane part of the match. Was crazy Finn Balor bump the most insane part of the match? Which the, is the sunset flip power bomb. And then he bounced off the ladder like that. It was one of the craziest things. That, that was insane. Yeah. I, my girlfriend was asleep and I forgot. I was watching the one. So I went like, oh, <laughs> like that, you know, like all my dogs turned their head to like, look at me. I was like, shh, 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 shh. Um, but so, you know, because we saw those things. Yeah. As opposed to Sami Zayn, who all we saw was him being hung by his feet. Right, right, right. It made so much more sense here. I think Ricochet was playing up his injury more mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. He had all so, that K tape on top of him. Yes, and so I, I wasn't as you know Ricochet losing and, and you know getting some losses and it doesn't bother me because you mm-hmm. know sometimes I feel like when you have that like hasn't lost yet mentality, right, it kind of right. like. Then when you lose, it's like, whoa, you lost? So now like, he's got a few losses yeah. out of the way. He's got yeah. losses out of the way. It's not like Ricochet is this undefeated, high-flying wonder. He's a good, he's a really good wrestler yeah. right now. And so um, the only thing I'd like to see is them add more character to him in some way. Like mm-hmm. we got, I think we got one promo from him, but um, I think we need to see a little more of, the, of that side of him now. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. We'll see how if he's been if he's been building that up because remember that's a thing with NXT that was at times he, he weren't it wasn't that be- the best on the mic and so we'll see what he does here in a uh, WWE Raw. I'm also loving this new gimmick of Cesaro on social media mm. mean, like the backstage interviews he's done and I've seen him in a few other things where he gets asked a question and he just gives one word answer of like no. And then walks away or whatever, yeah. or yes. And I don't watch basketball, but I think it's that's like a, is that a thing yeah. in basketball that's be happening? Yeah. San Antonio uh, Spurs coach Greg Popovich constantly. That's how he answers questions. I saw a couple other basketball yes. players people were popping no. up like Oh, uh, were they? Kawhi Leonard is that? Oh, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi yeah. Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, that shows you how bad. I listen to that. <laughs> The great Kali Leonard, yeah. <laughs> the great Kali Leonard. Oh, man. God damn it. Oh, by the way, I was uh, at uh, Houston over the weekend. We haven't even talked about this. Oh, for Booker in, T's thing? In Booker T's room. Booker T was part of our show. Nice, I, nice. I got to help Booker T help uh, to do something. Yeah, with, I was going to say, are you allowed? I, I think, well, it was on the live stream, so it's that's canon. What, that's, that's what Christian said. He was, yeah. was going to send me a clip. I don't know. Yeah, there was a chair shot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I can say. And the fact that I was in the ring for a chair shot, listen, I've never been at a wrestling ring. To be able to run the ropes, which they had two separate wrestling rings in the back, 
Those ropes are no joke, people. They're not a joke. They are so strong. And you're, I'm surprised that people don't have massive welts on they their do backs start. all the time. They when do they when start. they start. That doesn't mean your skin must get used to it yeah. after a while and harden up because I was just running the ropes already as a, and it was like a killer, man. But I listened to Casey Catanzaro on uh, a podcast interview and she said that was one of the first things that surprised her the most was running the ropes and that she had like calluses on her back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it no happens. joke, people. It's no joke. Yeah. I you just, didn't take a bump? I I didn't take a bump because, you know, people were a little sensitive on the production side about us taking a bump in the main arena. But when we went backstage in those things, yeah, I was, giving, I was giving myself bumps. Flat backs? Yeah, flat backs, and then I was jumping off the top rope nice. with the elbow <laughs> drop. I just wanted to see what that felt like, and I was afraid I'm going to break every rib in my body, but I tried it. I tried it. Yeah, one time my girlfriend almost got me a, a, a wrestling lesson for, like, my birthday or something. Oh, nice. And I was like... No, that's basically you just signed me up for like a workout class. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. I'm going to be tired. That sounds like a terrible way to spend <laughs> spend my birthday. Yeah, Lord, it feels like, Ryan, you got to be in those in that ring. But uh, uh, if you want to do that, Booker T has a thing there if you want. It's like 3000 or something like that. And you can go uh, for uh, three months, I think, or six yeah, reality months. Reality wrestling. Reality wrestling. Holy crapola. Um, yeah, maybe I'll do it if I get crazy. All right, Roman Reigns. If you're going to do it out here, Santino Bros Wrestling Academy. Yeah. All right. one. I'll do it. I'll, God help me. As if I don't give my girlfriend enough to get stressed out about. Uh, Roman you can't even watch wrestling in front of your girlfriend. I have a hard time <laughs> believing she's going to be cool with you taking wrestling tra- training. Babe, where have you been? Nowhere. Just hanging out with the guys. Uh, all right. Roman Reigns entered. Uh, people loving Reigns now. Came in. Get a nice promo. Shane interrupts him. They have a back and forth. He brings out Drew McIntyre. Sets up a match uh, for a little bit later. Uh, did you like this uh, whole thing that Shane's now getting in with the Reigns and all this? Like and then Miz comes in and all of this. Are we are we cool with this? <laughs> are we cool I mean, with this? Are I feel we not? like I feel like we're moving away from the Miz McMahon thing, and now Reigns is kind of taking the spot that Miz had. Was this before or after he said he was done with Miz? Yeah. Well, he accused him of being a spoiled rich kid. No, 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 no. Is this before Shane said he was done with Miz? Is this when Shane yeah, said yeah, yeah, he was yeah, done yeah, with yeah. the Miz? Yeah, he was done with the Miz. Here's my whole thing, like. <laughs> Had dra- has dragged out Shane versus The Miz for like a year now. And gave Shane two high-profile victories over The Miz. And we're not ending it in Saudi Arabia where it started? This is where you predicted it would end, I know. and it's not happening. And they're saying in the commercials, better than WrestleMania, Saudi Arabia showdown. Or, so, oh, you didn't hear that in the commercial? What? You didn't hear that in the commercial? No. They literally said in the commercial something like, it's going to be as good or better than WrestleMania. That's, that's even worse. Yeah, I know. As good or better. I'm almost positive those were the words it's used. It's kind of a great thing. <laughs> uh, as good or better. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it said. As good or better. Uh, and, and so Ugh. I was like, wait. With I no latest. Whole, <laughs> I thought the whole thing was like, it started at a WrestleMania-like super, you know, a, a Saudi show. Yeah. Now we're back at a WrestleMania-like Saudi show. Yeah. You've built this up for a year. I thought that the reason was because we were coming back to Saudi Arabia. And now you're ending it? Yeah. Now you're ending it? <laughs> I, I'm like, what? You're literally like, like three weeks away. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this for a year. Yep. What? Yeah, it makes that no sense. That blew my mind. I, 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 I'm hoping that this was a little bit of a swerve ski here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, it's going to be a tag match, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Right? Mean, Wouldn't it, that make more sense? It's, it's not right now a tag match. It's not right now. Yeah. But, like, they did make, make it, it look like McIntyre's going to be there. Right. But Wait. even if it's a tag, it doesn't settle the feud. I know, Roka. It keeps going. I hate it. Until next WrestleMania, as it'll probably be. <laughs> it's going to be as good or better than Super Showdown. <laughs> I think that should be the promos from now on. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I, the, like, I... <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe they haven't called it the showdown of showdowns. Like, oh. then it's like similar to the show shows. That's possible. The showdown of showdowns. The showdown of showdowns. Feel free to take that one, marketing department of WWE is <laughs> not watching this. Well, uh, Reigns and, uh, and uh, McMahon announces that that's what the match is going to be at Super Showdown. It is. I don't. I just, McIntyre versus uh, Reigns, which is uh, I don't or know. Shane versus Reigns rather. So I, I, I think it's helping Reigns. In the in the fact that like mm-hmm. if he keeps fighting with the McMahon family like this. At least you go like, well, maybe he's not the golden boy. Like people mm-hmm. will go, like, maybe he's not the McMahon's favorite. And it yeah. does. I mean, the McMahon's are always going to be booed. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want Roman Reigns to not be booed, you put him against someone who is 100% going to be booed. Right, right. So I think that helps. Um, 
I don't know if pairing Roman Reigns and the Miz is going to help Miz become the face they want him to be at this point. I don't know what it is they're doing with Miz. I'll it's, be honest It has with you. to be because of Miz and Mrs. Yeah. It's the only one that makes sense. They want him as a face because they want the ratings to be as good as possible. They want people to like Miz. I think he could be a great face. Stop putting him with Shane. That would, might help. I think Shane, that's the mistake because it's terrible chemistry. They don't. People are not over about this mat pairing at all, or this matchup. And the reason is because although didn't it get a this is awesome chant the cage match? Uh, everything gets this is awesome now. <laughs> it does. You fans don't give me the what bullshit. All of you are chanting this is awesome at every pay per view, at every house show, at every. It's well, they're annoying. very That's different. Roka more annoying to me than the what chants. No, because the what chants are just fun callbacks to what Stone no, Cold did. No, the what chants are being awesome done in an are supposed to be authentic. Disrupt the show and mess with the person who's on the mic to yeah. see if they've got what it takes. Yeah, if you've got this what is it awesome takes. awesome is being like, hey, we appreciate this thing that we're seeing. No, it's hey, I want to start this chant too. I want to be part of this chant too. This you, is awesome. You cannot be a what chanter and make fun yes. of people for saying other chants. Well, the what chant is fun to play around with, right? No. This is awesome is supposed to be an authentic expression that you actually think this is awesome not you trying to take part in creating a this is awesome chant so that you could be part of the show can i tell you what chant i hate go ahead please other than the what chant well besides the what chant yeah, yeah, yeah. i hate the what chant the one but but i get why people do it okay. as much as i hate it i understand the thought process behind it <laughs> i get that there's a sector of fans who like to test the 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 wrestler okay um the one i hate is when people chant the, for the company they're watching after something cool happens when like someone goes through a table and they're mm-hmm. like they're like uh for example i go to pwg shows and okay. something cool happened and they go pwg pwg oh, yeah, yeah. pwg or you go to another company they're chanting the company's name yeah um obviously because of ecw that's the best one the ecw one i get it it that's was a moment in time that's yeah, untouchable I get it. yeah if you were to chant ecw and something hardcore happened right now i wouldn't have a problem right but I, get, I just I go like, why aren't we chanting WWE? for that guy? Oh, I see. That guy just did something really cool. Gotcha. Why are we chanting for his boss? Right. Like, why are we chanting this company name? That guy just did a Death Valley driver through a table mm-hmm. from, a, from a balcony, which I don't know if you saw that video, but it was crazy. Yeah. And then you're chanting for the, the guy's boss? His boss had nothing to do with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's my one. That's my other big pet peeve. I respect of that. But the ECW chants are untouchable. ECW chants are untouchable. That was an underdog organization. That's where it came from. I get it. And they wanted to get attention. If we hear AEW chants, which I know that's going to happen. 100%. Uh, I don't think it'll have the same effect. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. 100%. It won't be the same. Though. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, the Usos took on the Revival next. This was a, a fun little encounter here for the Revival, getting back at them for the, being made fun of. Um, this is interesting, too, for the Usos because they fought Daniel Bryan and Rowan in a non-title match. At the end. What's the point? And won. And won. So what was the point and of even fighting Daniel, it? And why was Daniel Bryan on the pre-show? On the pre-show, son. What are you doing? Yeah. Did he have to get home? Like, no offense to 205 Live, but like... You had that match on the main card yeah. over Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus oh, the no. Usos? I will go one better. Uh, total offense at 205 Live from my end. That should not be on the main card. Sorry, guys. No. That's the that's let's go get beer or hot dog match. And then you go well, and I, get your stuff. But I think that, that maybe is why show. they put it on. To try the- to see, oh, to give a break to the... Maybe. That's what I think. They, okay. they, they know Daniel Bryan and the Usos are going to get people pumped. You yeah. know? Yeah. Because um, I don't even think it was announced before the pay-per-view. So... Yeah. I'll take it, whatever. Okay. But, but, but yes, this match, I agree with you. Uh, Good match, though. Gr- great match. Yeah, great match, fair. And I think it was proof of why the Usi Hot stuff and the yeah, shower you stuff didn't need it. are stupid as hell. And all you need is these, these four guys yeah. have it. Yep. They can go. Yep. They can put on the match that give them 15, 10 minutes, whatever. They're going to make the most of it, and they're, yeah. it's going to be awesome. These guys have... Match of the years, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know these contenders, the Usos, sure. and, so, and so, and the rival have had match of the years. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I was watching this, going like, yes, this is what we want to see from these two teams. Right. This other crap is ridiculous. I was even hating them talking about it on commentary. I was like, just mm-hmm. pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> just pretend like it didn't happen because this match is what brings the heat. Like, this is what right. you want to see. Right. 
right? Yeah, I don't disagree with you, yes. And this is what we've been talking about multiple times on the show, of how they're undercutting what these guys can actually do in a ring by putting them in these stupid little promos where they're making fun of the shaving of the back or the icy hot and making the Revival act like idiots, which is not necessary. These two should be meeting on a field of battle at equal strength and going at each other. That's fun. The um, promos will write themselves. The anger, the organic thing will be there for them because they're four great wrestlers who can bring out the best in each other. You don't need that extra stupid shit that creative comes up with that is a waste of time. And you know what? Some teams or wrestlers need it. Yeah. Some of them do. Sure. Like, I'm not going to say like that stuff should never happen. Well, I mean, right. these ones are pretty stupid. Yeah. But I do like the hokey stuff sometimes. Like, yeah. I like the fun, jokey things. Yeah. It's just like these two teams are not the team that needed it. Like, no, you know, no, it's, no. it's one of those situations where I go like, a, you know, Paul, we were talking about ECW, and I think one of right. his biggest strengths was finding the strengths in, in, in talent yeah. and utilizing that strength to its maximum capacity so you don't see the other stuff. Yeah. And that's not to say that I think the, the rival are bad actors or anything like that, but I just think that you, you, you want to maximize the strength of these people. And the Usos' strength was in those dope promos they were doing yeah. and these awesome matches they were having to keep their edge. The Revival's strength is being an old-school wrestling team. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of their strengths are in stupid as shit segments yeah, that are that agreed. are about that are just child bullshit like you, i you know you make a great point because if we can take a second uh, mention ecw again for the second time but yeah third paul third time paul did a great job with it i mean mikey whipwreck has no business being a star and he was able to make him a star spike dudley spike dudley the blue meanie all these people who came in and he found a way to meet sandman for tommy God's dreamer sake. tommy dreamer right like, no who, offense tommy who, dreamer nobody wanted nobody to be cared a star about him, he, until until he made it happen yeah you know? yeah yeah all these people were getting involved who's the big dude with the muscle guy mike mike uh, mike awesome mike awesome mike awesome as well nobody expected that kind of stuff and and it all worked out because he knew you're right he knew it was rare that someone came into ecw and didn't make a go of it because paul knew what to do with them and how to bring them out and people don't talk about that enough so it's a great point you bring up um all right let's move on the revival go they get that victory great kind of a cheap victory but they get it so what it leads to another revenge match down the road and that's the kind of stuff that you can build a feud around these exactly. guys around you exactly know? exactly uh they go in the back and they drip all over alexa bliss which who's is talking great. to Nikki cross which is brilliant who's talking to Nikki cross she comes out um Alexa was hurt. Well, yes, yes, did, true. Did, so we can talk about that one. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't All know right. what the injury was. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were, you know, the reports were that she maybe suffered another concussion. Though. Yes, yeah. So that's. You all know I'm a massive fan of Alexa. Having her sidelined again is super frustrating, and she won't be able to wrestle for a while now. I hope they are carving out a front office position for her in some way, either being like on camera in some way, in some character form, more than just this moment of bliss stuff, which really is not working anymore, or some other GM position, something. Alexa is too good to waste as, as a talent to not have her be some part of something. You know, it's... I could even see her replacing Renee on commentary. I could mm, see that happening. I don't know about that. They I'm already have a, sure. well, they already have a wisecracking attitude. Oh, right, with Corey Graves. But you know, I. It's funny, you know. I feel like we f we would have said the same thing about Miz TV ten years ago, where we would have been well, like, it's, "This Miz TV thing's just not working," oh, yeah. and they have just drilled that home for mm -hmm. even the Kevin Owens shows to me are like oh, the KO show yeah, yeah whatever you know and so I feel like these moment of blisses are here to stay they've done too many of them now yeah, they right. clearly this yeah. is what they've carved out for her so I don't know yeah I, I agree with you it was I don't know if I care about them however I did kind of think this was the funniest one they've had in this a while a good one this was a good one. the Iconics had me laughing the whole time uh Lacey Evans was good Lacey was good um I don't know if I care about the Nikki Cross, thing. Nikki Cross being the like lackey for for Alexa Bliss, um, but I'm willing to hold out, you know, reserve judgment until we see how it plays out a little. Mm -hmm. um, but I did laugh at this segment. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, uh, and Becky makes it work. Becky, like everything now, makes the whole world go round. She comes out, she calls out. Uh, the Iconics, I think, is brilliant. The Iconics kind of go back at her when they come out, but she calls them out by saying she's defended her belt more in one night than they have since they wanted at WrestleMania. Then they said, then they go this back and forth. Lacey comes out, does great stuff, but then they set up this uh, six woman tag match in essence. Uh, but they tell, but Becky says to Alexa, "Don't worry, you're not going to have to do anything." 
Yeah, Alexa was struggling with the coffee the whole time. <laughs> that was great. So, you, but then uh, uh, Becky gets the victory over one of the Iconics who just love getting pinned, I guess. So all, all of this goes down in this way. I liked it all as it worked out. Um, they got their digs in it, Becky. But Becky, of course, comes out on top on this whole situation. So I liked it overall. Yeah, I think Becky needed a strong victory after losing the yeah. title, uh, one of her titles. Yeah. Um, and I think that it worked having her in a handicap match, yeah. essentially, and still winning for her team. Um, I, my only problem, yeah, that's what I thought is yeah. next. This next thing we're going to talk about, the 24-7 thing, okay. it's like, and then we're going to deep dive into it in a minute, I promise, but um, you just go like, why? Look at the last title you introduced. Yeah. It wasn't on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. The, the, Becky's even making fun of the fact of how little they've defended it, yeah. and now you're introducing another title. Why in God's name? Do they have the tag team belt? Again, I will bang this drum until I put a hole through it. There is Why are they keeping them off defending the belts? Do they not draw? Do people not like the fact that they're champions anymore? What is the logic creatively here? Or is one of them hurt and they're not saying? I just need to know what's they happening. They wrestled, so they can't be one of them hurt. Yeah, so then what's the logic here? I don't know. I got to ask around, too, about it. Because it's, yeah. it's getting ridiculous at this point. I, I mean, need you to find out. The fact out. that they're, they're the women's tag champions and they're sitting on the watch-along show just the whole time and don't have a place on the show yeah. when, when they're putting 205 Live matches on there yeah. is ridiculous. Agreed. Like, I look, all respect to 205 Live, but the majority of the audience is not watching it. Right, and if you want to give them respect for having the belts and stop people cl- like me clamoring about it, let them wrestle, for God's sakes. Let them get pushed to the limit. I mean, you've you even, did it with Carmella. And you've even built up the... Uh, you had started to build up the Iconics versus yeah. uh, Kabuki Warriors, yes, Kabuki right? Is that Warriors. what they're called? Uh, so... I I, I, it, I didn't get it. I, I don't get why they're be, being treated this way either. Yeah. However, I, like I said, I do think that, that Becky needed a strong victory, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been over Lacey because they need to continue that. Right, right, so I feud. get it. I get it. Yeah. I just yeah. wish the women's tag champions weren't like being treated like enhancement talent. Right. So. I just wonder if they put gauze or some kind of protective material over Sasha Banks' TV when she watches these matches and like when she gets mad and throws shit at the television. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to what was probably our uh, most loathed moment of the night. Mick Foley, who'll do anything for a dollar, walks out. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He walks out holding for the WWE, at least. He walks out and he introduces... I, I just think he introduces the 24-7 title, which is essentially the hardcore title. Yes, I get that you are calling it back by having Mick introduce, who's really well known for having that hardcore title, but to turn it into a clock with no real like design that's exciting about it. It looks like a WWE logo that you would see on the network. I thought was ridiculous. And then having all these people run out to try to win this 24-7 title. And like you said, Ryan, a new belt. We need another new belt. 11th belt now. 11th belt. I feel so bad for... EC3 being in this group of people trying to win that damn thing. I felt bad. I saw EC3 interviewed in like a backstage thing amongst a bunch of people, and oh, yeah. I was just like, it's crazy that yeah. he's just not used, that he's just back there brimming with talent, not being used whatsoever. Why'd you call him up? It makes no sense. Yeah, um, yeah right. here's my thing with this belt. The reason the hardcore title was fun yeah. uh, was the 24-7 rule, but... I think it was be- also because it wasn't taken serious. Right. Like, it was fun. It was like he, literally Vince McMahon took something out of the garbage that had been broke, put tape on it and handed it to Mick Foley and it became this beloved thing to yeah. Mick Foley. You know? So Mick Foley coming out with like a random beautiful looking title belt. Yeah. Like, yes, I don't love the belt, but I just mean beautiful in terms of like it wasn't the WWE title smashed up with a hammer, mm-hmm. you know? Um I also think having Mick Foley come out and introduce it implied like it was going to be the hardcore title. It's essentially the hardcore title. It's essentially the hardcore title without hardcore rules? Right, so that they can keep it, possibly put it on the show on Fox and have it be part of a storyline without necessarily having kendo sticks or sledgehammers or broken glass be part of it. It's just you can win it randomly. I think it's more so because they want to have it on social because it seems like they're pulling back on some of the things they're posting Mm -hmm. during raw and smackdown uh, footage wise of things that are supposed to be on the show right right so i think they're trying to come up with new ideas of like well how can we utilize social and the show and i'm sure i bet you like you can already see like drake uh maverick was tweeting stuff Mm -hmm. um 
looking for our truth and right. wanted posters around. Like it's going to help for social. So I get that. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the 24 seven rule was just like a piece of time, you yeah. know, like, and, and, and trying to recreate that. That's what it feels like, right? In a time, Ryan, when we're complaining about creative hitting the same beats over and over again from the decades past, they bring a belt out that is essentially uh, a nostalgia for a time past that fit within the Attitude Era. And you, all you're doing now is cleaning up, putting lipstick on a pig and saying, hey, this is now a, a new thing, a different thing, when essentially it's the same thing and making it safer and softer. Is that what people want? I don't think so. And you know, and it's not like WWE's never done that. And it's not, you know, right. but but like it's like War Games for example. Yeah. Like they made they brought Ugh. War Games back for NXT and they did kind of like make it safer a little bit, yeah. you know? A little more streamlined, which isn't the worst thing, but I just feel like I just feel like it, it's very obvious in my opinion that they have all these guys who They've got a bunch of guys from the Attitude Era back. Yeah. You know, they've got Bruce Pritchard, they've got Jeff Jarrett, and they're like, "Hey, remember how great the remember how great the hardcore title was? We used right. to love that great story vehicle, great story device. Go get Russo. Fill time. Yeah, blah blah blah." I, I, I've honestly been wondering if Vince Russo is like yeah. secretly collaborating with WWE ones. I, I don't know. Um, it's but, a, anything's possible right now. But it's weird. It's just like it just doesn't feel like something that people wanted yeah you know like i i I don't think they wanted it at all and not only that and the reaction has told you that yeah they're like booed yeah uh not only that but you know there's that company ddt pro Mm -hmm. and they um they have that iron man metal heavyweight championship okay and a few years ago like joey ryan had that title and he was doing those videos on social media where it was basically the same thing 24 7 hardcore title and everyone was pinning him for it and they were all these like fun videos that that did well on social media yeah it feels like they're just trying to redo that from a few years ago it's like well joey ryan did that on social and granted he doesn't have the same reach as wwe but it does feel like a little bit um I don't know. Just even though he was copying them, it feels right. like now they're copying what he did a few years ago. And I know that he's not the only one. There's other ones who have the title still mm-hmm, in existence mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I just I don't know. Like he did a really cool one where it was done all in his imagination, and it was like Candace pinning him in like a doll form. It was really cool. <laughs> um, so there was like really cool stuff. So I mean, if they're gonna get really creative with it, I like it. Yeah. But but what they did here last night did not. Show me that they're going to get no. really creative with it. They had Mick Foley come out and do a promo that didn't make a lot of sense. Nope. Then he then he pulled out this kind of kind of ugly belt. I don't called it a beautiful belt before, but like it's a boring. It's belt. kind of a boring belt, you know. Green, Look, green. It's like a weird, yeah, uh, circular thing. I didn't I didn't love the belt. I, I meant beautiful in terms of more beautiful than the old hardcore yep. title. Yep. Um, people booed, and then he's like, "All right." Here's the title. Someone come grab it. And you're like, what? That doesn't make a lot of sense either. And then, like, Titus is just because he grabbed it? Yep. That's not a lot of effort put no, into that. No, it was almost like it's an XFL thing where they when they threw the... <laughs> oh, my God. That's I what it is. about that. It was like the it's XFL the scramble. It's the scramble at the beginning of the game. That's what that was. Vince totally stole that from his own idea of the XFL scramble. It's, uh, oh, it's my God. It happened. I haven't seen anyone put that together. That's exactly what it was. Vince definitely was like, hmm, I don't know who to... XFL scramble. That's great. As, as soon as I saw him do it, I'm like, this is the XFL scramble. This is ridiculous. And they all come out slamming into each other. And ironically, a former football player wins it, Titus O'Neill. So that even puts the nail more on the head that it was the, the oh, scramble. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then Robert Roode comes out, beats him. And then, of course, R Truth ends up winning that thing and takes off to SmackDown, which it'll show up in some storyline t- uh, tonight, I'm sure. But look at the people involved here Cedric Alexander, Titus O'Neill, EC3. Which is shame. Eric Young, remember him? Mojo Riley, Carl Anderson, and no way Jose are all and and uh, Bella uh, Gallows was involved as well. So you, all these people were involved in this situation when they did the hardcore title back then in the nineties. It was all established stars already. These are people trying to be established, which makes it feel desperate as opposed to fun. And that's the mistake they're making. Here's the optics and the look of it is terrible for them. So well, we don't know what to do with these twenty guys. So yeah. let's just have them all run to the ring like it's NXT season one where they right. had to like run around with barrels on their back to show they're cool why, why, if you win this title does this make you want to stay over going to AEW I well, wouldn't 
money wise depends on what you think you know we don't need to get into that conversation again but <laughs> but anyways with the 24 7 thing um yeah i just yeah I, I agree with you that it's it's not the same it's not yeah. gonna be the same i give the title a year maybe yeah right if that if that yeah i don't see it lasting for long i i it, it didn't it didn't no one cared last night yeah. about it and furthermore like even when they showed uh i think it was Robert Roode running through the backstage area being like, nobody, don't tell anyone I was coming this way mm-hmm. to Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. They didn't even care about the title. They were no. like, okay, whatever. It's beneath way. them. It's beneath them. Yeah, exactly. They could so, care less. Well, I mean, yeah. not, not, not the coolest thing. Right. Not into it. However, I will say this much. There are a lot of who didn't watch wrestling during the Attitude Era. They weren't alive during the sure, Attitude Era sure. that watch now. Um, or people just didn't watch. Like my girlfriend, yeah. she found it very entertaining. She was like, this was a new thing to her. Wow. This was a new concept okay. to her. Okay. And, and never heard of a t- 24 title. So when she saw people running around, her fa- she's a huge R-Truth stand. Right. So when R-Truth ended up with a title at the end, she was pumped. She liked the way it all went down. So at the same time, the less critical types who like to just sit back and enjoy I guess. might like this and we're being a little too hard on it but there's no prestige to it no one of any real notes gonna win this thing until they do i don't think you've got legitimacy to this belt that's my that's my point i think if you do this agree with you yeah to add to make it cooler they gotta have someone yes they win it no no they gotta have someone win it and that person destroys the belt and makes it the hardcore 24-7 That's certainly title. possible. Because it's not the 20... Like, if there's no hardcore element to it, doesn't, you don't say the hardcore thing, it's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's very stupid. The, the way to make it more interesting is if you start bringing back wrestlers from the past to try and win this thing. Because apparently anyone can do it. It's got to be Patterson and Briscoe. Patterson and Briscoe. <laughs> I, I really want Patterson and Briscoe to come back. And win the hard the twenty four seven. Pat Patterson still alive? I thought he passed yeah, away. No. Okay, my Pat fault. Patterson and Gerald Briscoe, man, they're both alive. Terry Funk's still alive. Yeah, but I mean, because of the whole Stooges, they they oh, were hardcore Stooges. champions a bunch That's of times right. in the Attitude Era. I want to see them get it the again. Stooges were the best. I love the Stooges. Our truth, former hardcore yeah. champion. That's true. When he was You're K right. Quick. You're so right. uh, yeah, I would. I agree with you. The the legends thing might help. Yeah. Yeah, or bring up NXT people to try to win that thing who are trying to establish themselves. See, that That's I didn't possible. like when they said the NXT UK and the NXT yeah. and all that. It's like, mm, these people need to get themselves, establish themselves. Like, I don't know, yeah. like Pete Dunne's one-time appearance on Raw or whatever, I don't know if that did anything for him. Yeah, yeah. Good Maybe point. upped his level on the indies a little more, or yeah. not to the indies, it raised his, it raised his awareness uh, to a larger uh, group of people, but yeah. also like it, they've done nothing to follow up on it. So um, I don't really necessarily like when they do these one-off appearances from NXT stars. I don't know if anyone gains from it. That's a good point. That's a good point. You look at the people who've won it before. Oh my God, there's so many. Oh here. yeah, you don't even try and look oh at the list. My Remember gosh. how quick that title used to change hands? That's right. That's right. We had three champions last night in the first night. <laughs> also, we should talk about it real fast before yeah, we got to move on here. Yeah. Um, the third hour thing. Mick Foley really kind of like slid it under the rug when he yeah. said it, but he said the third hour of Raw is going to get to be is going to be more dirty, more, more, more uh, adult almost. If you, he didn't say those words, but that's the vibe. It was it was kind of oh, great, almost like the old uh, Raw's War mm-hmm. versus Warzone mm-hmm. days. Um, and then they dimmed the lights for like the last hour of the show. They had yeah. the crowd lights down. They took all the like stage lights off and just had the Raw logo up. It looked, It had a whole different look to it the last hour. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I don't know if they're gonna do that. I think they need to drive it home a little more. Okay. You know, I feel like they need to say mm-hmm. last hour for adults. Yeah. Because that would help. I do think that I would help. I disagree with that. Um, and also, when I was a kid, loved the, the one that was more intense. Right. Like, I loved when I was part of the like, of course, more gritty. You hour. could stay up yeah. later to watch the grittier hour. Loved it. So right. I think even kids who aren't supposed to like technically be watching it should because it'll. Make them a little cooler. Road Dog has been a former tag, a former hardcore champion. I can't believe you're looking at this list. There's I want to see. Matt Hardy has been a former champion. Show, go to scroll to the bottom, and see how many there were. That's the oh, real number. Oh God, yeah. Oh Jesus, Mary, Mother of God. Uh, Two hundred and forty. RVD being the last one. And how long was that for? From two thousand. Uh, oh my God. From 1998 to 2002, for four years, 200 holders of 200 over 220 holders. Oh my God, 240. Bradshaw can come out of retirement. Stevie oh. Richards held it. Raven held it. 
Tommy Dreamer. A lot of former hardcore champions. Bradshaw. Ooh, that's certainly possible. Patterson Briscoe. Bring him back. Oh, my God. Sean Stasiak. Yikes. Uh, just incredible. I remember just incredible. I just, I just jinxed it. I know that Patterson <laughs> and Briscoe are going to come out in dresses next week, just like the old days, and they're going to win it, and everyone's going to be like, you did this, Ryan. It's your fault. All right, let's get to the next <laughs> one. We got to go. All right, anyway, that was a fun uh, conversation. <laughs> Miz and Drew McIntyre went at it here. Essentially a handicap match. Uh, Drew McIntyre gets a victory over Miz. Does this do anything for you? Rollins comes out, or Reigns comes out and saves them. It's it, nah, nah, Yeah, I don't know if people are going to care about the pairing of Miz and Reigns. Yep. Um, I did notice Miz trying a little harder to wrestle like a face in this one. Yeah. Like he did a Hurricane Rana. Right. When has Miz ever done a Hurricane Rana? Good point. It was like when Cena busted out a Hurricane Rana for the first time and you were like, wait, you don't do a Hurricane Rana. Right. What was that? What you know? Um, but it wasn't bad. It was, nope. it was more just like a whoa yeah. scenario. Um, they're trying to make Miz a face. Um, I, to me, it's not necessarily working. Mm. Um, but I, 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 you know, people seem to like it, so I don't want to hate too much on it. I don't know. I just let, let Miz be a tweener. That's where he lives. But even as a tweener, I don't. I just. I right. like Miz when he's a really bad person. Yeah, okay. Bad person Miz is good Miz. All right, all right, fair enough. I mean, The Rock was able to be a tweener Stone Cold as well. There's got to be a way Are to make it happen. Are you comparing The Miz to The Rock no, and Stone I'm Cold? I'm saying that there's a legacy of being a tweener to making it work. I know. Miz could do that. Is Miz on the level of The Rock and Stone Cold? Well, I don't Yeah, I'm sure he would argue that he is. <laughs> I'm sure the WE would argue that he no. is. Yeah, when they try to give me Cena and Flair as a comparison, give me a fucking break. That is a more accurate comparison. You're an insane person. He was. Oh, the, he's on. been the face of the company for as long as Ric Flair was in WCW and stuff. Nothing against Cena, but he ain't Flair. Not even the conversation. To some people, he is. Not even Hogan. To young people who weren't around for Flair, he is. That's fair. I'm sorry for you all. Uh, all right, no DQ match. Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston taking on Baron John Corbin. John Cena is one of the best wrestlers of all time. I'm not saying. Well, you say. I say. Oh well, yeah, we're not going to get into this yeah, again. Let's not. We got to go on. He's got six moves. All right, Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley took on uh, 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 Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins. This was a fun back and forth. A good, good match for the most part. Uh, but in the end. Uh, what happened is both Kingston and them got the victory, reaffirms Kingston even more. It's so ironic. It feels like they have to keep making Kofi win because if he shows one crack in that armor, the, the avalanche of people who are waiting to jump on him being, being not a credible champion will get unleashed. I think you're right 100%. Yeah. That bothers the shit out of me. Man. And that's why I'm actually a little bothered that they feel like they have to keep pairing him with Seth. Yeah, because to, to get like him they, over. Yeah, to get him over. Like they, that he needs Seth to be... Like, to right. He needs to be on the same level as Seth at all times, and I get it. He should, but right. I don't know. It just it's it, the two of them tagging all the time or being like a constantly together mm. isn't working for me. No, like, he's I don't, still I don't overshadowing care. Kofi. Yeah, Seth is still. Oh, it doesn't help. No, it's still overshadowed, and that bothers me too because I think Kofi is killing it on SmackDown. Me too. And so, like to bring him on Raw, let him kill it on Raw. Give him a chance. I don't think he's needed on Raw. Yeah, that's a. Fa- that's got- actually a very good point. You have a world champion yeah. on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. You have a world champion on SmackDown. Like, mm-hmm. keep them apart. Like each show has their pillar. Yeah. You don't need. I don't think as I love Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I don't think that there is anyone who is watching Raw strictly to see Kofi Kingston because they're like, oh, sure. Kofi's going to be on. I'm not going to watch. I'm going to tune into Raw now because right. I wasn't going to before. Right. There's no one who's watching wrestling for that, that for that reason. Kofi's of like, not that kind of champion. No, he's not the one who's making people turn the channel. Right. He's a great champion. He's yes. awesome. But I just don't think that there is like solely Kofi Kingston fans who are just like, oh, Kofi Zinman? Well, I wasn't watching Raw before. No, every Kofi Kingston fan was watching Raw already. Yeah. You know, and, and I just think, like you said, it's kind of like oversaturating the Kofi Kingston department. You know, it's like Kofi Kingston should be treated, his run should be true with care, not like, well, we have to keep doing all these things mm-hmm. to show that we're woke. That's yeah. how it feels yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's like, no, just Kofi, let Kim, Kofi be the guy on Raw. Let Seth be the guy on SmackDown. Wild cards can still happen, but I just don't know if like the champions need to keep showing up on the other shows. Yeah, that, they're starting to get a little uh, convoluted. Yeah, because then you're like, no, now because when you have eleven titles, mm-hmm. now that there's eleven, it was okay when they're separated, right? But they're not; they're starting to not be separated now. And then you're like, well, now there's eleven titles. Yeah, and you know, Jim Ross said it best on Twitter the other day. He said, right now the the, the, cur- the titles have never meant less than they mean right now in wrestling. And it's true. That's a shame. You can't even name some of the wrestlers, some, some of the t- who are the champions sometimes because they change and they're not used. Right, and it's right. like they're so unimportant, you know, that they need to be 
more important. And I don't think mm-hmm. having two world champions makes either title more important. Well, that's what I like about, and I don't want to throw it in too hard, but that's what I like about the when we're doing with the Schmodown. There's a singles title, a tag title, an inner geekdom title, and a Star Wars title. That's it. Uh, any other titles are made-up titles or not real titles or someone built them to try to create a title that doesn't exist. And so to me, that, that, that's great. It's limited titles makes, them, uh, makes you winning them more prestigious and then people chasing them, they make it more interesting. But you're right. Too many titles, it starts to swap the situation and it becomes boring. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's like, you know, people might get mad at me for this, but it's, you know, title belts are a prop. You yeah. know, tablets are technically a prop they are. in a TV show. They're a prop that help you in your legacy yes. and help you get over with the fans. But yes, a prop. But if there's like the same prop, they don't even look different. They right. all are like the same. Co- they're all just different colors, but they have the exact same look. You're just like, oh, cool. It's just like the Power Rangers all having different morphers. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. each one's a different color, but it's not like there's anything that makes them stand out from each other. And, and like I would that. say this. Uh, there's no socialism in, in, res- in uh, titles. And by that, I mean every title is not the same. So logically, you have to start lowering the ranking of the titles if you have that many titles. Yes. It means nothing for you to win the 24-7 title. It means something to win the singles title. So there's a difference. So naturally, you're denigrating the, pre- the other titles by introducing more titles in the situation. And also, it's like, well, if the, the, Raw, or sorry, the, the, the WWE champion and the Universal champion are on the same show, it's like, well, which one's... The one I want to go for. What's right. the top one? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. That's a good point. That's, I don't Which know. Which is the one you're really pushing. That's the problem. As the top me. belt. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, that's our raw recap here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Thanks, everyone, for taking time to watch and, and listen to us break down everything that happened last night on Raw. Uh, my name is John Roca. That's Ryan Satin. Ryan, will you tell them where they can find everything we do? ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Uh, I've been a little... Uh, travel-y the past week or so because I yeah. had Mexico and then I had to travel for my sister's graduation. Today I have to go to my other graduation, but I'll be back full force tomorrow handling everything mm. as usual, uh, breaking stories and all that kind of stuff. So check out the website, ProWrestlingSheet.com, at WrestlingSheet on social media, YouTube.com slash C slash WrestlingSheet. That's where all the videos go and you can check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. There you go. And you can find me at the Roga said, find, at the Roga says, find him at Ryan Satin. Uh, and we will see you tomorrow for a SmackDown Live recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Until then, take care, everyone. Have a great Tuesday. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wrap up the year with holiday cheer at the all-new Busch Gardens Christmas Celebration. Experience a winter wonderland as you walk through eight festive villages with twinkling lights, holiday decor, and entertainment. Busch Gardens Christmas Celebration is a limited capacity event. Select dates through January 3rd. Take advantage of the biggest sale of the year going on now through November 27th. Buy one two-park membership, get one half off during the Black Friday sale. Make your reservation today. Restrictions apply. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.